Hey, welcome to the Juice Bar Experts podcast, where we are going to give you tips, tools, strategies for launching a new juice bar or scaling and increasing the profitability and efficiency in your existing juice bar. I'm your host, Andrew McFarlane. For the last 10 years, I've been in the juice bar business, running my own juice bars, as well as helping hundreds of entrepreneurs all around the world launch successful juice businesses. So without further ado, let's get into it. So in this episode, we're going to talk about location, location, location. This is so important. Probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest decision that you will make when considering to launch and start a juice bar brick and mortar business. So in this podcast episode, we're going to talk about what makes a perfect location, how much should your rent be, how big should it be, and then some things you definitely want to avoid when it comes to finding a location. So one thing that I just want to say to start is your location is going to contribute to, I would say, easily 60 to 75% of your success. We all know that there are businesses in our neighborhood that we're not truthfully the biggest fan of, but because they are convenient to visit and they are in the right location, we will go uh, because time is the greatest commodity. So I say this because a lot of times you may believe that you can end up in a mediocre location, but if your product is so good, people are going to come out of their way and they will and they might, but the majority of people won't, especially if you live in a big city where people aren't used to traveling very far. Our time is so precious. And so um, really make sure that you understand the value of being in the right location and that, and that this simple decision alone will be one of the biggest contributing factors if you succeed short and in the long term. So what makes the perfect location? What are the things that you want to think about? And as I mentioned previously, access. That's what I'm meaning in terms of just easy for people to get to, convenient. You have to be in the right kind of access. And then the other thing is making sure that you are in a place that the psychology of the people around you is such that they actually desire your product. They have the money to spend on it. They know what it is. They want it. There's a demand for it. Sometimes people only think about being in locations where there's a lot of people. But the reality is you can be around a lot of people who don't want to buy your product. And so that isn't the only factor. You really have to be aware of are there enough people and do they want your product? Because you may be in a situation, I remember speaking to a prospective client a ways back who was thinking about opening a uh, space and she wasn't sure if it was going to go well because she wasn't in a big city. She didn't have a lot of population, but she was in an environment where people were quite progressive. And she told me that she just, from being at a farmer's market, did a lot of sales. And so that told me that the people in that environment were really interested in this product. And if she did open a store, she probably would do quite well. And so really the thing to think about is the psychology of the people around you. Do they, is there demand for your product? 
There's a number of ways to do research on this um, through social media, through uh, you know, really getting a location analysis done. This is something that our team actually does. But you want to also, I mean, probably the, the most powerful thing is to sit in front of that storefront for a period of time and just see who's passing by. Sometimes that can be hard if it's not a walking neighborhood and people are driving, but you can assess from looking in the cars, what's their age range, do they have money based on the kinds of cars they're driving, do they have expendable income, so on and so forth. And so as it relates to this, people are always thinking about what is the perfect location? How big should it be? Do I need to have seating? Can it be small, large? Uh, what's the perfect square footage as it relates to that? The, and the, the reality is, is that we've all seen big juice bars do well, small juice bars do well, big juice bars fail, small juice bars fail. It isn't so much about the physical attributes, and there is a caveat to this, and I'm going to explain that afterwards, but in terms of the psychology of believing that there's a perfect juice bar model that works, no, we've seen so many kinds of models succeed and fail, and so it's not simply about that. But there is a truth and a reality to the idea that you want to be aware of how to service your customers. If you're in a place like New York, for example, where people are used to having small storefronts because everyone's walking and on the go, they're used to just popping into a place and popping out, that's one thing. You can afford to have a obscenely small store because that's part of that culture. If you're in the middle of Florida where people are used to driving a lot and they're also used to having just a bit more space around them and everything that they do, you probably don't want to have a hole in the wall, super small store if you can avoid it because people aren't used to that and they may have an adverse reaction to an environment that is so tiny. And the other thing too is just thinking about people wanting to build community because if you're in a place where that's something that they're starved for and there's a need in the market for people to connect with one another, then having a juice bar that helps facilitate that could be a great benefit. Now, is this going to be the reason you succeed or fail? Maybe or maybe not, but most likely not, but it is all these things, right? Uh, having a successful business is really about having as many things work in your favor as possible. Usually it's not simply one decision that you make that dictates whether you succeed or fail. It can be, but usually it's not. Um, and so you can have, if you find that this location, once again, which isn't usually binary, sometimes locations are really great, sometimes they're pretty good, sometimes they're really good, and then sometimes they're horrible, and sometimes they're, you know, they, everything runs on a spectrum. It's not just good or bad. And so you have to be aware of, okay, what are the contributing factors? Uh, another thing to think about is just overall visibility, right? You might be in a good area, but you if you're in a place where everyone's driving and for some reason a tree is covering your sign, that's not good. If you're in a place where the doors and the windows are, you know, are shut and people don't know that you're a juice bar, that's also not good. You probably want to change the facade of that space. Overall, it's important, just like any marketing process, for people to be very clear and be able to access you. And so on a technical level too, that means if you're in a driving environment and parking is scarce, you got to have parking. If you're in a walking environment and it's, and it's hard for people to get to you because they got to cross over a railroad track or something crazy like this, that's not good either, even if people can see you. So accessibility and visibility, these are all really, really important things as it relates to choosing your location. Now, let's talk about your rent for a moment because 
I'm sure that's a question that you have. How much should my rent be? One thing that I want to say as it relates to this that people oftentimes overlook or don't consider is that uh, I hear people say to me, you know, Andrew, I'm looking at this store. It's really great. The location's amazing, but it's expensive. And I say, what does that mean that it's expensive? Then they usually tell me some figure, okay, it's 5000 or it's 10000 and And that's not really the point. Because the point is, is that you should never look at your rent amount in isolation. Because cheap and expensive is a relative concept. There are no absolutely expensive things or absolutely cheap things. It depends on who, what the reference point is. And so you always want to look at your location in the reference point of what the potential opportunity for income actually is. If this is a store that is going to make you $100,000 a month, well, guess what? $5,000 a month in rent isn't so much. It's actually quite a little. If the store is going to make you $200,000 in rent per month, well, guess what? $20,000 in rent, not so much because you might be in a place where you're looking at a mall or you're looking at an airport, or you're looking at a really, really high traffic area. And so don't look at your expenses in isolation. You want to think about what your opportunity to make money is. And so now let's get down to more specific percentages. Generally in the industry, people are looking at somewhere between 7 and 10% for your rent right? That means that if, let's say at 10%, if your rent is $5,000 a month, you want to be at a place where you're making $50,000 a month in gross income in order for you to have a healthy business. Now, in this conversation, you got to be aware as well that this depends. The lower that your rent is, the lower that you also want this percentage to be. The higher that your rent is, the higher that you can allow this percentage to be. Um, Just to paint the picture more clearly, for example, If you have a place where your rent is $1,000 a month, you really don't want your rent to be 10% of your gross income. That means your business is only going to gross $10,000 a month. And although this isn't terrible, but from our experience and our standards, you really don't want your business to be only making $120,000 a year in gross income. It's not, you can't say that that business is really thriving. And in terms of what you're going to put in your pocket at the end of the year, it's not going to be much more substantial than if you were to get a job. Part of the reason you want to start this business is so that you can help people thrive, but you also want to thrive economically as well. And so the point is, is that if your rent is $1,000 a month, you probably want this to be closer to 5% of your gross income than 10%. If your rent is $20,000 a month, you might be able to afford for this to be somewhere like 15%. The reason being is because your total income is really what matters. Not so much about your income percentage. Your income percentage is important, but your total income, the total amount that you put in your pocket is really the most important thing. So as you get higher up in rent, you can afford for this to be a little bit more. And so that's really the overview. I want to share that with you guys is there really are no perfect models for locations. It's really a matter of being clear of what the demand is in your community and making sure you place yourself where the psychology of your customers is such that they really have a demand for your product. And so you got to do a bit of research. You got to see what's around. You got to see if you're around you know, younger people, is it millennials? And the way you develop your business model, the way the space is going to be designed is going to help support them. 
Just for example, because millennials are people, well, in different stages of life, if they're younger, they may not have places to go. If these are college age students, they're either going to hang out at their dorm room or they're going to hang out in public places. And so having a place that facilitates them connecting is supportive. If they're older people, they might want delivery more. So you may not need to have a bigger space. So there's all these little nuances of things you got to think about and consider as you're choosing a location. But the most important thing is that there's not a lot of competition around. You can saturate the market. There's a demand for your product and people can access you or as easily as possible. So I hope this gives you guys some clarity. This is Andrew McFarlane with Juice Bar Experts podcast. If you guys ever have any questions or you guys need support, we have a consulting agency. We help people all around the world. You can reach me at juicebarexperts.com. And I look forward to seeing you guys at the next episode. Mm-hmm.